All right, David Meltzer. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thinking Bigger with Kevin Feely. Welcome. I love the title. I love the person. And I can't wait to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to start off uh, by letting the audience know, uh, you know, I wanted you to answer who is David Meltzer for the audience that somehow doesn't know you yet? Well, I'm a speaker, author, an entrepreneur who's on a mission, a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy by teaching people like you, Kevin, how to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun in your journey but also to empower others to do the same. You see, if I can empower someone like you to empower a thousand, to empower a thousand, and I can find a thousand Kevins, I'm gonna change the whole world by creating a collective consciousness of over a billion people through being a speaker, an author, an entrepreneur, creating content in movies, TV, podcasts, all over and everything that I can do for that simple purpose of living in abundance and teaching others how to do the same. I really love it. And, you know, my podcast is called Thinking Bigger because every time I think bigger and I heard you talking about a conversation with, I think it was Grant Cardone, where you were like, I should have been thinking bigger this whole time. Right. And your passion, the way that you break down your mission of having a billion people be happy really comes down when you break down the numbers, empowering a thousand people to empower a thousand people that empower a thousand people really adds up. So my mission used to be to empower a million people to reach their potential, right? And I changed that to a billion because of you. So thank you for allowing me to think bigger. Well, I got to change one more thing because this is the Think Bigger podcast. So you're going to empower over a billion don't use don't limit yourself my brother it's over a billion it's over a million it's over use that word over don't limit yourself and uh i even had to be taught that lesson i wanted to live to 111 you see i was born on january 11th at 111 and i told diane cannon who's in her 80s we shared laker seats together right there next to the laker bench i said diane i'm gonna live to 111 years old i'm gonna die on january 11th at 111 and she almost got teary-eyed. She, I said, what's the matter, Diane? She said, why are you limiting yourself? What if technology in the next 50 years allows people to live to 1,000? And you've said for 50 years, you're manifesting dying at 111. You're limiting yourself 889 years. And I see people do this all the time. I did it myself economically. If somebody, you know, Jeff Bezos would have told me 25 years ago, and here's the irony of my life. 25 years ago, I was richer than Jeff Bezos. I was more well-known than Jeff Bezos. And if Jeff Bezos out of his garage selling books would have told me that he would have been the richest man in the world worth over a trillion dollars and I wouldn't be, I would have laughed at him. Uh, I would have said, neither of us will ever make a trillion dollars. You're crazy. That's impossible. That was my mindset 25 years ago. But that's why Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. He does make or is worth over a trillion dollars. And he is the first person that I know that truly executed on thinking big. That is incredible. And uh, funny little synchronicity here. Um, my birthday is November 11th and I was born at 11 a.m. Yeah. So 11, 11 There's no accidents, man. You are blessed. That's a sign of an angel, man. That's and our, our office building is 11116 Avenue. Isn't that funny? That is so good. I My first house was 11 via Franchet. And uh, I look for those numbers. You know, it's ironic, but, you know, my business partner is uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. 
and you know what number he wears uh yeah <laughs> right and so when we had uh, helped cam newton as well he switched from number two to number one uh kind of born into the lineage of number one wow that is really cool wow what a uh what a unique thing that's so funny so <laughs> Um, talking about ones and digits. So is it true that you made over a hundred million dollars, lost it all, and then made it back? Yeah, that's very true. And, uh, learned many lessons that I call it my dummy tax. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me, but not only because of the lessons that I learned, but because the lessons about the lessons that I learned, meaning that when we're talking about thinking big, you have to think so big about two things, obviously your future. And we realize that we can think big about our future, have such unrealistic, audacious, crazy objectives in the future, because our future is quantum. It doesn't uh, have any time. It has no matter to the future. And so you can give your future any meaning that you want. And so many people, for whatever reason it is, they limit themselves in their future beliefs, their actions, their words, their feelings. Same thing with the past. So when I lost everything over $100 million in 2008, I had to learn the lesson of the lesson, meaning that I give meaning to my past as well. See, not only is the future relative to what I do say, think and believe and feel, but my past especially is relative to what I do say, think, believe and feel. And I can change the meaning. I'll tell you, when I lost everything and went from a golf course, a ski mountain, 33 homes in San Diego alone to a rented house, rented furniture and one car, it was hard to realize that I could give a different meaning to what had happened in my life. But I have. It's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And when I then translate the lessons of the lessons into my future, knowing that I'm going to be very pragmatic today, I'm going to know what I want personally, experientially giving and receiving. I'm going to know who I can help and who can help me. I'm going to know how to get it done with lenses of productivity, how much value I can provide, lenses of accessibility, how accessible I am to friends like you, how I'm accessing what I want, receiving, and how gracious I can be in reconciling time in my gratitude to make it worth the time to find the light, the love and lessons, which allows me then what? to prioritize the what, the who, and the how in my life. Prioritization, the antidote to procrastination and to feeling overwhelmed. In other words, this formulatic way of being realistic today under the construct of man-made time, 24 hours a day, 1,440 minutes of activities, activities I get paid for, activities I don't get paid for, my sleep, activities I planned, activities I don't have planned. All of these things are pragmatic today but they're in a trajectory, a dual trajectory of an unrealistic, audacious, incredible, thinking big future and an unbelievable, incredible thinking big past that you can turn the loss of over $100 million into one of the best things that's ever happened to you. Now that's utilizing thinking big. And I think perspective is everything. You said it best. And I, I wanna ask you a question how much of your success is because of how much value you provide others? Because if there's somebody, if there's anybody that I can think of in the world that provides value and service to others, it's David Meltzer. So oh. can, can you tell me about how much of your success is around serving others? 50% and 50% is asking for help, uh, which I believe is also serving. And it took me years to understand the paradigm shift of living in a zero sum game where I felt guilty, I felt resentful or offended or separate or inferior when I asked for help. 
uh, because I felt like it was taking away from something that I was less than. And so, of course, 50% of the time I'm providing value or appreciating what I can do or how I can be of service to someone. But it's equally important to realize when I ask somebody for help, there's no greater appreciation I can give them. No greater way of identifying and having faith that I don't live in a zero sum game where if you give to me, you lose. See, if you give to me, it's a value add to both of us and anyone that witnesses the giving. And so when I was able to shift the mindset, the heart set, the handset to realize that giving and receiving are being of service or value to others. And so I uh, attribute or uh, give credit to giving or, or giving or being of service, both to giving and receiving, not just to giving. So I always say that, yes, what I do for others is 50% of it, but what others do for me is 50% of it. Both I consider to be value, not a zero sum, but both equally contribute to my success and happiness. Wow, that is amazing. And you know, that kind of comment, I've heard you say this in other ways, but when you break it down to 50-50, the math makes sense, right? Because you can't just give and you can't just take. So when, because you do talk about asking for help, right? Don't be afraid to ask for help from somebody because that's how you're going to get to that next level. So you breaking it down with that 50-50 really makes a lot of sense. Um, can you hear me all right? Is it? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, so question for you. So a lot of my audience, um, you know, I try to aim this towards people that obviously are looking to better their lives. And I think that a majority of people are stuck in a job that they don't like, and they don't necessarily need to be business owners, which that seems to be the hot, you know, thing everybody wants to talk about. But what advice would you give to somebody who absolutely hates their job? They're not living in their passion, but they want to do something more. They just don't know how to get started. What would you say to that person? Well, number one, give the job you hate a chance, meaning lean into what you currently are doing with a different mindset, a different heart set and a different handset. Challenge yourself to find the light, the love and the lessons in what you're doing, because the one thing that will attribute to you finding other things that you love to do or have passion for doing is having more time and more money. And the only way that we get more time or more money is to lean in to the things that are activity that we get paid for. So the first step is, hey, let's change the mindset, the heart set and the handset, three things that you have control of in your occupation, what's occupying you, this activity that you get paid for, and give it a chance to provide you more time and more money. And with the time and money, you can determine uh, where my skills, my knowledge and my desire are aligned with what I want who I can help, who can help me and how to get that done and prioritize or reprioritize or re-engineer my life personally, experientially giving and receiving wise. So the idea is this, most people are trying to get more, more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy within their activities they get paid for or not paid for or their occupation. I'm here to tell you that there's light, love and lessons in everything. So what if you took the perspective that you are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy in your occupation? You are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy in the activity you get paid for. You need to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. And if you can figure out what you're doing to interfere with the happiness, the health, the wealth, and the worthiness of your occupation, you'll have more time and more opportunities, options, and touches of favor to reprioritize 
maybe different activities that pay more and give you more time. It's all in the control of you. You give meaning to everything you see. You already are connected to the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, abundance of everything for everyone. You just have to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. And usually the mindset, heart set, and handset of how you feel about your job today is interfering with the possibilities and the probabilities and potentials of tomorrow. Wow. And I think it always comes down to perspective is everything, right? Because that wasn't the answer I was expecting. You know, most people say, oh, just qu even my answer would have been quit your fucking job. You hate it. You know, go, go do something you're passionate about. But sometimes when you do give something a chance and you change your perspective, there's gold sitting in front of you. You just can't see it because there's something blocking your vision. So, wow. I can't tell you when I got out of law school, I took a sales job and uh, I was one of four young lawyers that they hired because they were putting books onto the internet. And there was a lot of people resistant to the internet, including Justice Scalia, who said, nobody will ever do research on the internet. You need books. Yeah, but there's yeah. a bunch of guys who made six figures that worked for this world's largest legal publisher. And they said, leave that kid alone. He, he can sell the internet. He'll never make any money. Internet's a fad. Like I heard it all. And they would, they were resistant. I'm not going to work here if they make me sell internet. I'm a book salesman. I've made, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars for the last 30 years. And it was ironic because the guys who resisted it ended up falling away or retiring. And the people who leaned in the exact same job that they said, this sucks. This is never going to work. All these people that hated their jobs, they retired right? They, they, or, or left for another job. And meanwhile, the rest of us that leaned in, now I, I, I didn't know any better, so I loved it, but the old guys did. <laughs> you know, we sold the company for $3.4 billion. Those guys that didn't quit were multi-millionaires. Multi-millionaires. And if they did not lean in, they would have been kicking themselves. Why did I leave you know, two years, if I just would have leaned in, not only would I made a half a million to a million dollars selling instead of 250,000, but I would have got millions of dollars in equity from the sale. Jeez, that's a big purchase. And you know, it's funny, most people- 1995, so it really was a big purchase. Wow. So I feel like most, most folks, when they think of a lot of money, they don't think billions because they don't think it's possible. Yeah. You know, and, and that makes me think, so when I first started in business, I got a sales job selling credit card processing to businesses. And I was like, man, if I could make a hundred thousand a year, I would be so happy. And <laughs> what's that? I've been there. Yeah. And it's funny because when you get there, you realize a hundred thousand isn't a lot of money. And now you have to think bigger, right? You went up the stairs. Now you got to keep going up. And uh, when I started this company, my employee my first employee who came in, his name is Donald. Um, Donald and I were talking and he was like, so what's your vision for this company? What do you want to do with this? And at the time we're doing 20,000, you know, not even 20, probably 10,000 a month in sales at like 40% profit margin. You know, I barely was able to pay him, but I said, you know, we're going to sell this company for $21.7 million. I just pulled this random number that was way too big for my, I didn't think Believe. it was possible at the time. Yeah. But I decided to, to really just aggressively believe that that was true and it's going to happen. We just have to find a way. And now we're, you know, close to just under half of that evaluation and we're going to continue to grow. And now it's like, 
yeah, we should have set that timeline a little sooner than we originally did because it's going to happen. I just don't know oh, when. It's done. Yeah. It's already happened. You got to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. Trust me, I study quantum, quantum physics, quantum time. It's already happened. You got to figure out. And that's why I coach you, right? I'm going to change your perspective. So forget the 21.7 million. We're going to be over that. And I know that because I limited myself. You know, I wanted to be a millionaire and it was a million dollars. And I remember when I wanted to be a millionaire and my first mentor at West Publishing said, man, I make six figures a year for the last 10 years, Dave. And, you know, my nuts, $5,000 a month, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll never spend that much money. Yeah. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll never spend $5,000 in a month. I can't, I was poor, right? I mean, I, I had no idea. $5,000 a month is like ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and so even when I made a hundred million, I would try to pretend like I knew what it was like to make a billion uh, until the last four years of my life. I'm 54 years old. I can honestly say that I've been faking it about my energy and my beliefs that I can be a billionaire. And until my purpose became empowering over a billion people, I didn't clear the interference between me and what I was doing to limit myself. I knew how to make a hundred million. That's why I think I made it back so quickly, the money, because I'd already, you already know the directions, right? You're already energetically and genetically uh, set to be able to do so. Uh, but to expand, to think so big that you're afraid, the hair stand up on your arms and with everyone laughing at you, scoffing at you, making fun of you, and you being so afraid, to still be able to think that big, say that big, feel that big and believe that big. Oh man, it's already done. I say it to myself all the time when I get scared, now nah, it's done, it's done, it's done. What am I doing to interfere with it? And that's what I'm gonna teach you to do as well, Kevin. It's done, it's done, it's done. Over a hundred million dollars, your company's already worth over a hundred million dollars. What are you doing to interfere with it? That's a really good perspective. And, and you know, when you find a way, there's always an answer, right? There's, there's, I like that you say, you know, you're interfering with it. So yeah, that's well, really. Time is defined by cause and effect. And the biggest misuse of time in accordance to this show, thinking big, the biggest misuse of time from cause to outcome, cause to effect is the distance between problems and solutions. That's the biggest misuse of time between because the solutions already there. You got to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. And so when you can realize that problems and solutions are inherent and incongruent with each other, you then can figure out the symbiotic nature of getting out of your own way, figuring out and raising your awareness to what you're doing to interfere with your own beliefs, your own limitations. Look, no matter what you tell me you have, I'll tell you your limiting self because you can even tell me infinity and I'll just say infinity plus one or yeah. more than infinity. Man. Well, thank David. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know we're running out of time, um, but I, you know, on one more the, question, man, give it yeah. to me. Sure. So um, I really like that you bring up the science behind this law of attraction stuff, because most people think it's woo woo, but people used to think electricity was woo woo, right? So when, and I love quantum physics, I love learning about you know, Einstein's spooky physics and all that stuff. So it it's not magic. It's not fake. It's not this, there's a science behind it. And like Nikola Tesla said, when uh, I'm going to butcher the quote, but when science starts to discover and, and inspect the 
what do you say, the, the non-physical, then science will move forward faster than it ever has before, right? Yeah. So tell me about the science behind law of attraction, the, the physics behind it that you understand and how you implement it. Well, for me, the science exists within the conscious continuum. And so there's different continuums of consciousness. And the first is your normal conscious. Uh, and that's where the 10,000 data points come to you. And we use the five senses to determine the data that we receive because we receive 10,000 new points of data a day. So we have a sensory cortex of our cells, a cellular memory that is utilized by our ears, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, and our touch. And so we go ahead and interpret the data. And if we repeat it in the conscious continuum, it then goes ahead and gets to the subconscious continuum where it stores 40,000 of the most used thoughts. And that can come from not just your daily activities, but it can come from an energetic and genetic inheritance. You can have actually subconscious memories, neural pathways that were formed genetically and of course, energetically. And so what we wanna do is control the inputs to what we want, aligned with what we want, not aligned with what other people want or what's missing or what we don't want, which is what most people do, which is why they're so disappointed when they get what they don't want, what's missing or what other people want, or they get resentful or offended. But we want to not only control the input, but we also want to control the storage, the 40,000 of the same thoughts that create these neural pathways, these efficiencies, why is that important? Because that subconscious, conscious, it talks to our unconscious. It talks to our quantum being. This is science. This talks to our DNA and it, it speaks through the epigenetic layer of our DNA. It activates different beacons or frequencies or vibrations. And those frequencies that are created through the conscious continuum from the conscious to the subconscious to the unconscious mind set off a vibration or a frequency. And we can only be consciously aware of everything that vibrates equal to or less than that frequency. And so when we talk about a law of attraction or a law of awareness or the law of allowance, what we're actually doing is utilizing pragmatically the conscious continuum to elevate our beacon, to elevate our frequency, to elevate our vibration so we can become more aware or reveal a revelation of what we actually are participating in. And that's the manifestation process, that book that you have on your desk that you graciously have bought for people. And I will send them out. I'll sign them. I will pay for shipping and the book uh, because you've showed up. I will show up for your community as well. But Thank the you. purpose of that book is to use the conscious continuum so that number one, the law of gravity applies. We're exactly where we're supposed to be at the right place at the perfect time, or we'd be flying off this earth at the speed in which it's rotating, hurling through the universe. Then the law of Goya applies, right? Which most people skip this step. The law of Goya says, get off your ass. You know, you gotta <laughs> actually do, say, think, believe, and feel. And then comes the law of allowance, attraction, or awareness, which is just a matter of vibration frequency or a field of quantum that we are now identifying what we're capable of identifying. So your awareness, one of the things I do as a coach and why I love coaching you, Kev, is that I'm going to raise your awareness so that you could see 21.7 million, 100 million, think super big, over a billion dollars, and you're going to see it and you're going to be like, wow. 
I couldn't see that two years ago because yeah. your vibration or frequency, I hadn't given you enough practice of the conscious continuum in order to effectuate the new awareness, identity, or a field of, of allowance. Wow. David, thank you so much. Um, last thing, can you tell everybody about your free Friday uh, training sessions and how they can get involved in that if they want to learn more from you? Thank you for asking. So for over 22 years, I've been doing trainings every Friday for free. Uh, and it covers every area from sales to uh, taking advantage of the recession is this Friday uh, to mommy issues to ultimate ego trading. I've done it all. For 22 years, I come up with crazy topics. They're always free. The replays are always available. If you can't make 7 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, not a big deal. It's always recorded. It's part of my podcast. We've done over 1,200 episodes of podcasts with the biggest billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, TV shows, books, speaking, coaching. So come to Friday training. Join a community of sponsors and power sponsors. Spend one hour. We always do Q&A as well, so you get access to me. I've paid the dummy tax for you. So you don't have to make the same mistakes, setbacks, and failures that I've had. You just get to reap the rewards of a higher awareness and a greater joy in your life. So please join me. Email me if you need a book or you need training, david at dmeltzer.com. Post that up there, david at dmeltzer.com. I am of service. So please ask. Awesome. David, thank you so much for showing up. I really appreciate it. You absolutely kill it as always. And I look forward to doing another episode with you soon. Absolutely, Kevin. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.